Lana. Lana. Lana! What? Danger zone. So the NFL Final Four is this weekend and we have a rematch between Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, but we have a guy who was the last draft pick facing a guy who might have and should have been the first draft pick. Yeah, we're going to talk about that today on Downright Sports. Hey, look at your watch and tell me, what time is it?
sure to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Tia! Listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. The clapping means one thing. I don't really have a fans. I don't really have a crowd. It's artificial, but not like this energy. Welcome everybody to an all new Downright Sports. I am your host, the Notorious Sports Critic, Brent Reed, and welcome to an all all new Downright Sports, everybody. And we are live here. The show is starting off a little late. We also had uh, technical issues. My co-host was protesting today, where she basically was like, I'm not having it. Enough is enough. (laughs) And uh, no, we had some lighting issues, but it's all good. We're back up and running. Um, So welcome to another new show. I'm all discombobulated right now. That's um, what happens when you go live on Facebook, everybody. But in any case, today's show, we're going to get into it. The NFL uh, championship games are this weekend. Uh, we have uh, four teams. One is a rematch from last year, and we're going to dive into it. But first, but first, uh, to listen to Downray Sports, check it out weekdays, uh, Monday through Fridays. On DJ Chase Radio, WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio from 12 to 1. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can also download the podcast every Wednesday, new episodes, or anytime you want. But new episodes premiere Wednesdays at 12 o'clock, unless you have Apple Podcasts, where then it drops around 1. Tuesdays and Thursdays on Dynasty Radio at 8 p.m., Saturdays at 6 p.m. on Trat Radar Radio, and then Sundays at 10 p.m. at She Real Radio. So, yeah, I'm trying something new. I'm trying to get that out the way. I have it scripted. I'm really just trying to, you know, trying to better myself. I've only been doing the show for six years. I'm just trying to better myself. Anyway, uh, let's talk. So, the NFL, the four games are kicking off this weekend, Sunday, no more. Super wild card weekend. None of this nonsense. We have four games this Sunday where they're going to be spectacular, massive, and we have rematches out the wazoo. So we have, um, we're going to have the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Cincinnati Bengals in a rematch game where these two teams faced each other last year. And Cincinnati won. Now, funny enough, if when this year started, there was you know, hey, what are the Rams going to do? They won the Super Bowl last year. Are is can't is is the bank are the Bengals good enough to get back to the Super Bowl? Well, they're good. At, they're pretty good to get back to the AFC Championship game, led by Joe Burrow. Let's do the tail of the tape. So you have my man, my favorite player to watch. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, last week uh, in the AFC Divisional game, he was hurt. 
sorry, versus Jacksonville. He hurt his ankle. Uh, Jacksonville was kind of in the game. And a turnover is what set that away. But the entire time, before he was hurt, Patrick Mahomes was being Patrick Mahomes. Now, what does the ankle injury do to Patrick Mahomes? It limits him because the way the way Patrick, Patrick Mahomes plays backyard football. He plays two-hand touch football. He plays flag football. He's... When you can't touch the guy. When you get him, he's a Houdini. He could throw the ball backwards like he, we've seen him do it. And accurately, he's going to face off against Joe Burrow, who can move. The guy's got some legs. He can get out in the open field. But Joe Burrow, out of the class of quarterbacks, out of Lamar's, out of Josh Allen's, out of the Jalen Hurts, out of the Patrick Mahomes, out of these young gun guys, he is the old school prototypical. Put me in the back. Put me behind center. I'm a slime. I'm going to take my steps back. I'm going to let that thing fly. All right. Burrow, if you compare the two numbers this past year, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, had an MVP like year. Why his team went 14 and 3 quietly? Quietly went 14 and 3. How do you win 14 games and only lose three and nobody batted an eye? Because Patrick Mahomes has reached the point where it's expected of him to do this. He went, he threw for over 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, only 12 interceptions. Well, Joe Burrow, nothing to shy about. 4,475 yards with 35 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Both both guys don't make mistakes. All right, when they do. They do. Not a, no quarterback is going the entire year without throwing an interception unless they've been playing Madden. But if you look at their favorite targets, you got for the Chiefs, you got Travis Casey um, over uh, uh, 1,300 yards receiving 12 touchdowns. This is from a tight end where Joe Burrow has my one of my favorite wide receivers, even though Jefferson with the Vikings is pretty good. Uh, Jamar Chase, who Missed a chunk of the season, still finished with over a thousand yards receiving nine touchdowns. But where Patrick Mahomes has Juju Smith Schuster as his number two, Joe Burrow has T. Higgins as his number two, and I would take that. Higgins T is probably some team's number one, realistically. And they both had fantastic years, but where the story differs, and the conversation has been the same for the Kansas City Chiefs their entire time. All right, they won one Super Bowl, they lost a Super Bowl. They lost to Tom Brady. Everybody loses to Tom Brady, except for Dak Prescott, which we'll get to in a second. But if you break it down from a defensive standpoint, Kansas City versus the Chiefs, I mean, uh, Kansas City versus the Bengals, the Bengals' defense is very, very quiet as kept. This postseason has been solid, bro. Like, if you look at what they did in the two games they played. They only allowed 13 points. In the two games they played this postseason, they've only allowed 13.5 points, 27 total uh, points, period. That's what they allowed this postseason against a Bills team that's supposed to have um, offense out the wazoo and um, against a... Wait, that math don't add up. Hold on. I had my... Change it. There we go. And against a Ravens team, but to, to be fair, that Ravens team was missing their quarterback, realistically. So, who wins this game? Well, I typically don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, but but if you had to pick based with our hurt Patrick Mahomes, now we've seen him beat Jacksonville, but he was very limited. Here's the issue. 
the Cincinnati defense can get to the quarterback. They don't have a, they don't have someone like the Chiefs, like a Chris Jones, with massive amount of sacks. But they make pressure happen. And what makes Pat with hurts Patrick Mahomes is the fact he can't if he can't move and he can't get out the pocket and he can't avoid the pressure. You could cancel Christmas. Cincinnati's going to the Super Bowl. But the one thing the Chiefs have in their pocket is that. The Bengals let Joe Burrow get hit. Like, I understand his offensive line likes him, but I'm not 100% sure because the guy gets sacked like a million times. Like, he's just like, oh, sack, oh, sack. Like, I I don't know what I was doing there, but he constantly, constantly, he's getting hit. He's constantly in pressure. If Chris Jones can create enough chaos where he could wait for some of his other teammates to come help him on defense and he can cause... Now, Joe Burrow doesn't make a ton of mistakes. I just told you that. But if he can, if they can put enough pressure on Chase and he can't just break free, because the one thing the Chiefs have against him is they let the big play happen. And I'm going to tell you right now, you saw what the Bengals did against the Bills. If you didn't, let me tell you. They came out the gate hot. They scored two touchdowns early. The uh, Cincinnati scored, boom. The Bills scored, boom. Cincinnati scored again, boom. And just for measure, they tried to score one more time, but the touchdown was called back. And then they kicked a field goal. And the, the Bills was never in the game, ever. They scored quick, fast, in a hurry. Can Patrick Mahomes bring it back? Absolutely. But I heard Patrick Mahomes changes a lot. And who do I pick? I'm glad you asked. I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Some people I just don't. Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And a world preview Super Bowl in another week. But the Chiefs beat the Bengals. And it's going to be a close one. And they're going to put some points on the board. I'm going. I'm going 42-35. That's the score. Yeah. No, actually, I'm going to go 42-38. That's the score. Write it down, Brent. KC 42-38. Book it. First time ever I've said that. Book it. I'm pretty sure I've said it on other shows. Now, the next game, the NFC Championship game, you have the San Francisco 49ers take on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles have ran through the NFC East. The NFC East had the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys. Cowboys make the playoffs. Eagles eliminated the Giants and told them, don't you bring your butt back here anymore. And the Cowboys were eliminated by um, the 49ers. I don't know why I blanked on that. But, <laughs> but you got to see, you're going to get to see the two best teams in the NFC. From, from an offensive standpoint, you get the Eagles. From a defensive standpoint, you get the 49ers. Funny enough, the Eagles defense is good. Now, what the Eagles defense reminds me of are the Alabama teams and the um the um, the Clemson teams, fast teams, even like Georgia, fast offense, fast teams. Not in the sense that they score, but they move quick. Everything they do is with a purpose. If you watch the Eagles when they play, they're everywhere. They're like hawks. They they are on it. Like they see it a mile. They see it ten steps before everybody. If you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers, nothing to jump out on the page on. Uh, 3,701 yards, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Very, very chill. But where he gets, where he turns up, he ran, he rushed for 760 yards, 13 touchdowns he scored just rushing, okay? Just rushing, that's what he scored. And then he has a running back 
And Miles Sanders with over 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. And A.J. Brown just went all A.J. Brown. So this offense is stacked with weapons. But then, hold on. There's a San Francisco offense. Now, yes, they do have Brock Purdy. But one thing San Francisco has over the Eagles is the fact that they just keep playing. They're just playing, playing, playing. The Eagles had a week off, and the only team that they got to face was a team that they're familiar with. So they basically had a scrimmage. Brock Purdy is the kind of quarterback you need in this situation. Hey, don't mess it up. Run the offense. Don't do anything kind of crazy. Now, against the against the Dallas Cowboys, he did his job. He controlled the offense. He didn't have to go play outside of himself. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He was very um, in himself. He, he allowed the plays to happen and come to him. He allowed Christian McCaffrey to get, he got him when it, when it, uh, the time came. Here's the thing. Dabble didn't even, wasn't even a factor, but he will be a factor against these Eagles. Now, when you look at the 49ers and you look at the Eagles, you're asking pretty much what will the Eagles do? Well, this is where the immovable object meets the unstoppable force. The 49ers with the number one defense, a defense in which, ladies and gentlemen, let me just fill you in on what this defense did. Not for the postseason, for the regular season. They only allowed 16 teams only were able to score no more or 16 points against them. They allowed 33 touchdowns. That's what they allowed. If you look at the Eagles in this year and what they did offensively, they put up 59 touchdowns. They averaged 28. Uh, they averaged around 28 points. You're telling me right now that these Eagles, as great as their offenses, are going to face a defense that good? Great defenses always beat good off- great offenses. It's just it's, it's physics. It's just science. 75% of the time, it works 100% of the time. It's just how it goes. Think about that. <laughs> What's going to happen here? I'm going to paint the picture for you. We get to the link, all right? We're in Philly. The Philly fans are going crazy. Ah! Saying all kind of profanity out their mouth. You suck, Brock Purdy. You know what I did to your mom, bro? Oh, snap. I need a cheesesteak. Oh, snap. Rocky. Oh, snap. And Brock Purdy's going to go out. And he's going to play his job. He's going to do his job. But that 49ers defense is coming to play, and they bring in the Bay Area with them. And I know what you're saying. They got to go from the East Co- they West Coast to the East Coast. It's not that complicated. These guys fly great. You know, it's going to be very comfortable for them. Trust me when I tell you this. You're going to see a game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Promise you that the 49ers will be beating the Eagles. Uh, let's just go with this. Let's give them a little bit. I say 24-19, 49ers. That's right. And we're going to get the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Whoop, whoop, and I can't wait. Let's go, because Kansas City's going to win that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the redemption year for my man Patrick Mahomes. Now, with that being said... I've been waiting (laughs) all year to talk about them Cowboys. I'm going to give myself two minutes to destroy them Cowboys. I don't care about stats in this segment. It don't matter right now. Why? The Dallas Cowboys disappointed their fans to no end. 
And this year, more than any year, they really disappointed. This was the team. We were all told this was the team. This was the best team in football is what we were told. We, we, we are told constantly, constantly how elite Dak Prescott is, how driven, how much of an of a elite quarterback Dak Prescott is. What was in my throat? Hogwash. Dak Prescott is a above average quarterback at best. I said it. Dak Prescott, the only reason why he gets more praise than a guy like a Daniel Jones or uh, 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 the kid who plays in Detroit is because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. He has done nothing. He has won nothing. He's never won an MVP award. He has never won an Offensive Player of the Year award. He has never led... You've never instilled the fear of God in anybody. Every time Dak Prescott steps on the field, every time the Dallas Cowboys, in the last, since he's been on the team, has stepped on the field, this is how it's... It, it, literally, every fan in the world is sitting back just waiting for him to mess up. Tell me I'm wrong, and you are a liar. I am here to tell you right now. Period, point blank. This is what the Dallas Cowboys should do. They should fire the head coach now, today. You either hire Sean Payton or you hire the young, you hire the guy from Kansas City, that offensive coordinator, or you hire the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco Giants and bait. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers. And based on that, of those hirings, based on that, of those hirings, and I don't even think you should hire Sean Payton, quite frankly. I think you should hire someone new because Jerry Jones just keeps hiring. Guy, he either hires somebody that he had, the guy before Mike McCarthy, who was like basically the, the Jerry Jones puppet, or he hires Mike McCarthy, and Mike McCarthy it, it apparently just, he looks like he doesn't care half the time, because he's, you know, he's like, Jerry Jones is going to pay me, I'll just stand out here, he looks like he's chewing cud like a cow, okay, that's what he looks like, Mike McCarthy looks like he's chewing cud, you look at this team constructed, and what do you have, nothing, you got a couple good pieces, but when it comes to the position that matters the most, you got an aging running back and Ezekiel Elliott, and you got a quarterback that can't win you a bubblegum game. Can't win, couldn't win, couldn't win you titly weeks. All right, trade him. The Ravens right now are in a situation where you know their quarterback is a little iffy, and Chicago is sitting up there with the number one pick. And I can tell you right now, they're not going to do anything with that. So. It sounds crazy, but it could be done. If I was the Cowboys, here's what I would do. I would trade Dak Prescott to Chicago for that first round pick. Or trade Dak Prescott to Texas, to the Texans for the second pick. Second overall pick. First pick, second overall pick. Pick a two. Then I would take either pick and leverage it to either get um I would leverage it to eat to get um what the heck is his name? Uh, uh Lamar Jackson or hear me out. Hear me out. I'd be on the phone and I'd be trying to. I would try to figure out how is um, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, how's that leg doing? Or hear me out. Hey Tom, how would you like to put the star on your helmet? You got the golden boy with the cowboys. Come on, that script just writes itself. And with that, we're gonna segue to the next segment. Welcome, everybody, to another Downright Sports. If this is the first time you've ever seen the show, this is a sports show for the sports fans. If this is the first time you've listened to the show, because it's mainly a podcast, this is a show 
where I just talk to sports fans the way fans want to be spoken to. Listen to the show weekdays on DJ Chase Radio from 12 to 1, Dynasty Radio at 8 o'clock at night, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Saturdays at 6 p.m. at Trap Radar Radio, and Sundays at She Real Radio. You can download the podcast every day of the week, month, time, or year. New episodes air every Wednesday at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, and anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. When we return, we're going to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame. If you're watching on Facebook, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, the next song I'm going to play is I Gets Money by 50 Cent. This is Downray Sports. Sides up in this bitch. Yeah, I smell like the boat. I used to sell dope. I did play the block. Now I play on boats in the south of France, baby. Sandro Pay, get a tan. I'm already black. Rich, I'm already that. Gangster, get a gang. Hit a head in the hat. Call that a little rap shit. Fuck the shit, chat the big up. Bake the bread. A barber, I cut your head. A marksman, I spread a letter. Blood, blood, chop your leg. Not fuck with the kid. I get biz with the cig. I can where you live. You dig? I get it. Yeah. 
We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. But I did you a big favor. I have successfully privatized world peace. Okay, we are back and let's get into the second segment. So the Baseball Hall of Fame announced the class of 2023 or the class, the only graduate, if you will. Um, This is my mistake. I normally pay attention when the Hall of Fame is making an announcement, and I didn't because I think I got caught up with the um, the generation class or whatever. They always vote like people who don't get in the first time, and they did it this time. Um, <laughs> uh, Scott Rowland, uh, third baseman, someone I have been um, advocating for f- for the last six years. I watched Scott Rowland play for the Phillies, and I watched him play for St. Louis. I always thought he was a great shortstop. Um, I mean, excuse me, a great third baseman, solid third baseman, great defensive third baseman. Um, Third baseman, like, great third basemen are hard. That position is a tough position. It's a tough position to find, like, guys that you can pencil in every year, and Scott Rowland definitely was that. And compared to some of the guys that was on the list with him, I feel I felt Scott Rowland should have got in. When you get in, doesn't matter. You know, first ballot, second ballot, six, it doesn't really matter. But I think, you know, compared to, like, some people who they've put in, I really feel like he deserves it. He was such a good uh, uh, player in his time. Um, I really um, enjoyed watching him. I just really like I, I just I just really thought he was such a solid player that, you know, I just find it crazy. He's just getting in. But congratulations to him. And we got 76% of the vote. That's all you need. Uh, we understand. Now, I have at every year I have done a Hall of Fame show. And I mainly do it because there have, you know, Bonds and Clemens are not getting in. And I think it's crazy. I still do. Like, I know, like, here's the thing. There are no proven tests. Zero. Zero proven tests. Like, you know, you can, uh, you can, you can imagine, you can allude, you can assume, but there's zero, zero proven tests. And I don't know how you leave the all-time home run leader. I don't know how you leave the all-time winner, right-hand winner out. Like, I just don't know how. You do that. These guys dominated the era and say they did juice. They were still the greatest of the juicers. Like, come on. Um, if you look at Scott Rowland, uh, I got out of breath on that one. Scott, Scott Rowland played for the Phillies from 96 to uh, 2002. Uh, he played for St. Louis from 2002 to 20, uh, uh, 2006, uh, 2007, excuse me. Then he would play for Toronto. Uh, uh, he would finish his career in Cincinnati. Uh, I want to say, yes, he won the World Series in 2006 with St. Louis. Uh, six, eight-time Gold Glover, seven-time All-Star, former Rookie of the Year, a Silver Slugger uh, uh, hitter, uh, career average 281 hitter. Uh, he had over 1,200 runs, over 1,200 RBIs. He hit uh, 300 and, uh, 316 career home runs, 
which is something to be said because that's there. You could name the power hitters from that position, and he's one of them. Uh, and like I said, he was the anchor. He was the defensive anchor for some of those St. Louis teams. He was definitely the defensive. He was a, a huge standout in Philly for so many years. And you, you really can't like if you look what he did in Philly. He batted. 282 in Philly, St. Louis, he batted 286. For Cincinnati, he batted 268. And that was towards the tail end of his career. I'm telling you, the guy was solid. Now, who didn't get in? I'm glad you asked. Uh, Todd Helton finished with 71% of votes. You know what? Let's just, I'm going to do it this way. Let me just do it this way. These are guys, I'm going to say should have or shouldn't have. That's what I'm going to do. All right? Todd Helton, no. I like Todd Helton. If you played baseball video games, he was a great hitter from the left-hand side, but he played in Colorado for years. I don't feel like he was a Hall of Fame. I don't think he stood out enough to me where Todd Helton screams Hall of Fame. Billy Wagner, brilliant, great uh, relief pitcher, great closer. Again, doesn't scream Hall of Fame. Andrew Jones, yes, for all my Braves fans out there, Andrew Jones should be in the Hall of Fame. For 10 years, he was the greatest center fielder in the game. Period. I'm a, like, period. Like, defensively, you couldn't touch him. Oh, what about Ken Griffey? He played around the same time as Ken Griffey. Yes, he did. But <laughs> defensively, are you taking Andrew Jones? Andrew Jones came to the league in 1996 and started his first year. Like, period. He started for the Braves. Okay? The year he joined the Braves, Andrew Jones spent uh, 12 years with Atlanta. Okay? The 12 years he spent with Atlanta, if you will, now, the 12 years he spent with Atlanta, Andrew Jones hit, uh, where's the home runs? He hit 368 career home runs, and his batting average, if you will, was about 263. Solid. Well, let's get to where it matters. 10 gold gloves. 12 years with Atlanta, 10 gold gloves in a row. Okay, in a row, five-time All-Star. And the only reason why I think he didn't make more All-Star games because they had a couple of other center fit, like, um, hands started itching. Uh, there was some, I, I can't think of all the center fielders that played in the National League at that time, but he had to compete with that. Let's be real. You knew who Andrew Jones was, and he, I don't know if he's a first ballot guy, but he should be in with Scott Rowland just based on what he did defensively. The guy, And if you look at his numbers, 434 career home runs. That should be enough. With his gold gloves, his career home runs, that should be enough. Now, I know his career teetered towards the tail end. He went to the Dodgers. He didn't do much. He went to Texas. And he finished, believe it or not, finished out his career with the Yankees, which is wild. But and he finished second, second in 2005 for the MVP award, because in 2005, he only hit 51 home runs, and next year, he followed up with 41. He he could hit. Like, he was a slugger. You get what I'm saying? And I don't... I, he should be in. Gary Sheffield should be in. Over 500 career home runs. Period. Gary Sheffield was a beast at the plate. He had one of the most unique batting stances. It's probably the most fun to try to do, but Gary Sheffield should be in the Hall of Fame. The guy was... He was... For Atlanta, solely was a beast. For the Yankees, was a beast. For Milwaukee, for so many years, don't forget he played in Florida. He was down in Florida, like he Gary Sheff. The fact Gary Sheffield, if you would have told anybody in let's say two thousand, let's say two thousand and six, 
If you could have told anybody in 2006 that Gary Sheffield would not be in the Hall of Fame, they would have called you a liar. Gary Sheffield is a nine-time All-Star, won the World Series with Miami, which is saying a lot, batting title, five-time Silver Slugger, 509 career home runs, career batting average of 292. The man had hit, uh, like, if you look, he's a steward guy. He never hit 50 home runs, ever. Never hit 50 home runs. He was a average home power hitter. He has the same type of home run ratio when healthy as Hank Aaron. Or you get what I'm saying? Like Hank never hit 50. And you're keeping him out. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Carlos Beltran, not a Hall of Famer. Jeff Kent, Hall of Famer. Jeff Kent is second all time in home runs for a second baseman. Stop. Like the guys I had the guys behind him are in. I don't know why Jeff Kent also has an MVP award. He won one over Barry Bonds. They were teammates. He won one over Barry Bonds, but he can't make the Hall of Fame. Makes no sense to me. I've been advocating for Jeff Kent for years. He should be in. Uh Alex Rodriguez should be in. Six hundred career home runs. MVPs. He, I mean, yes, he got caught. So what? So was everybody. Like, I'm sure you let some... Dr- I'm sure you let some guys in. A-Rod should be in. Omar Vizquel should be in. If Ozzie Smith is in, Omar Vizquel should be in. Omar Vizquel defensively was a wizard out there playing, especially on those Cleveland Indian teams. All right. Uh, 11-time gold glover. Like, Omar Vizquel, I know he doesn't have... The pop, but defensively, you put Omar Vizquel at shortstop on any team, and the guy was solid. It's a fun fact. Was a teammate with Ken Griffey Jr. for years, but it was his years in Cleveland where he just stood out. You get what I'm saying? Omar Vizquel should be in. Andy Pettit should be in. Andy Pettit should be in. Andy Pettit has five World Series championships. Five. And he went... Two more because he you forgot he helped Houston get there. Andy Pettit is the all-time winning pitcher in the postseason, if I'm not mistaken. Like Andy Pettit should be in the Hall of Fame. Like he was the cog. Like the 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 the, the, the craziness that the Yankees don't have more guys in the Hall of Fame from those '90s teams is absurd. Bernie Williams should be in. Andy Pettit should be in. Roger Clemens should be in. Uh, Jorge Posada should be in. Um, um, uh, Rivera is in. You have Rivera, Jeter, and Joe Torre, the only ones in. I don't know how you can explain that to baseball historians that Andy Pettit's not in, that Bernie Williams is not in, that Jorge Posada's not in. Heck, Paul O'Neill should get recognition. He doesn't get in, but he should get recognition. Like, that team, any, if you take that 90s Yankees team and you plug them in anywhere else in the history of the game before the 90s, that roster's in. Period, point, blank. Like, they're just in. They're in, okay? Uh, Jimmy Rollins, maybe. You got to convince me, Jimmy Rollins. I think he was a great player, but you're going to have to convince me with Jimmy Rollins. That's going to that's gonna take some true convincing. You got to twist the old arm. Uh, he does have an MVP, three-time All-Star, won a, MVP, uh, won a World Series, Silver Slugger, four gold gloves. Not sure that's enough to get him in. Just saying. Not sure it's enough to even play 17 years, but it really wasn't until probably about 2005, 2007 is when he kind of turned it on. I I just talked myself out of it. Jimmy Rollins is not a Hall of Famer. Just talked myself out of it. <laughs> it's not. No, I'm just saying. Sorry. I love him. I think he's great, but he's not in. Uh, next year, some of the candidates to look forward to 
Do I have that pulled? I thought I did. I thought I did. I don't. Uh, some guys left off the list. Should be. Tori Hunter. You could you could give, twist my arm. Um, R.A. Dickey, definitely not. John Lackey, definitely not. Mike Napoli, definitely not. Houston Street, definitely not. Um, Mike Kane, definitely not. Jacoby Ellsbury, definitely not. Andre Ethy, I liked him, but definitely not. J.J. Hardy, liked him, definitely not. Uh, Jared Weaver, definitely not. Jason Wirth, definitely not. Yeah, those guys don't deserve to be. But who is eligible next year? Let's see, brother, before we move on to the news. Ooh, yeah. I don't know why I channeled Macho Man right there, but I thought it was fun. All right, so who do we got? We're looking at the class of 2024. I hope Todd Hill doesn't get in. I hope Billy Wagner doesn't get in. Um, for the first time, Andre Adrian Beltran will be eligible. He may get in. Uh, 477 career home runs. Uh, he did hit three over three. He got 3,000 career hits. We may have to put him. Joe Mauer and Chase Utley, ch- not getting in. Joe Mauer was good, but he had too many injury years. David Wright, not getting in. Matt Holiday, you could convince me. Um, I need some. Where's the first year? That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about it. I am going to preview the Baseball World Classic soon. I'm going to break down. I'm going to start going over that eventually. But you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching on Facebook, it's time for the news. But if you're listening on Trap Radar, if you're listening on uh, Trap Radar, She Real or the podcast, there's no news. Silly rascals. No, no, no. You're just going to get music. But for the rest of you on Dynasty and DJ Chase Radio, it is time for the news. So I'm going to take a small break and then we're going to come back. And then in segment three, I'm going to have some fun as we go to Imagination Land. I'm going to book the world's greatest Royal Rumble. That's right. Time to talk wrestling. Downright Sports. Motherfucking why? The motherfucking saga continues. All hell and all believe in the real gangster shit. Cause when it comes to the real niggas, it makes the shit that much harder to deal with. His name is
wrap it up shall we so uh the royal rumble is this saturday i'm actually excited i really enjoy the world i like the surprises i think everybody does i don't do the countdown but i really enjoy the surprises i think it's always cool uh, last year there wasn't a ton there were i think some of the legend too many legends are in aew <laughs> that's the problem it's like ugh. can't bring out hulk can't bring out rick you know, undertaker don't want to do it uh sean doesn't want to do it Trips can't do it. Xbox can't do it. Road like some of the guys either they can't or they're like working somewhere else. So, what did I do? I'm glad you asked. I decided to put together the Royal Rumble in the perfect world. All right. So I'm gonna put my pen down because when you are the head writer, you need to write it with a <clears throat> pencil. Yes, this is a actual pencil. So. 
<clears throat> I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna create the first ever. Let me make sure in the script what I got here. The first ever downright wrestling royal rumble. And I'll get, I'm not gonna do the Vince voice the whole time, but I may try it. So let's do the men's rumble, shall we? I picked. 10 superstars, well, 10, yeah, I did 10 superstars from the WWE, and I did 10 wrestlers from AEW and Ring of Honor. I tried to do New Japan, but I didn't feel like going through all of that. So, the question is, what are they fighting for? Well, the, the first Royal Rumble, they just fought for, to have a Rumble, but there's always got to be a title at the end of it. So, the winner of the Men's Rumble and the winner of the Women's Rumble is to unite and the men, the win of the men's rumble will find himself at WrestleMania in a fatal four-way for to unite the AEW Championship, the WWE Universal Championship, and the Ring of Honor Championship to crown the ultimate new DRW Champion. That's right. So. Let's do it. Now, that foil forward, the guys already penciled in is Roman Reigns, um, uh, 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 MJF, and Cesaro, whatever his name is. I'm just going to call him Cesaro because Castellaro, something like that. It's like Castellaro. I'm dyslexic. I ain't got time for all that. So, in my men's rumble, you got AJ Styles, Bobby Lassie, Brock, Lesnar, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, Edge, Gunther, Seth Rollins, John Cena, can't have a rumble without John Cena, and Kevin Owens. On the AEW side, Daniel Bryanson, very familiar with the rumble. John Moxley, also familiar with the rumble. Adam Cole, baby, familiar with the rumble. Chris Jericho, familiar with the rumble. Kenny Omega, never been in the rumble. Darby Allin, never been in the rumble. A special shocker. Mark Briscoe of uh, the brother of the recently deceased Jay Briscoe. Got to throw him in. I like Jay Leto. Always thought he should have been in WWE. Samoan Joe, familiar with the Rumble. And my man, Eddie Kingston. Who wins this crazy 30-man Rumble? Well, you start the Rumble. Who will start the Rumble? Well, the best way to start this Rumble, you let Brock Lesnar start at number one. And then Darby Allen enters. And then they tussle back and forth. Brock suplexes him everywhere. Darby Allen will make that look crazy, right? Then the next entry, Adam, it's all up. Boom! Adam Cole hits. Adam Cole, baby. Then you let um, Edge hit. And this, Edge comes, everybody just comes in, right? And then who the final four? Well, I got the pencil. You got to make this work, right? So my final four would be Bobby Lashley, John Moxley, Gunther. That's three, right? Yeah. And you need one more. I know. Kenny Omega. You got those four in. And then some throwing back and forth. And you're down to... Bobby Lashley and Kenny Omega. I know you're like, well, why not Kevin Owens? There's history. Why not Sami Zayn? Why not Finn Balor? Because Bobby Lashley makes people look like they have zero hope. Like, that's the, that's the image he gives off. Like, there's zero hope for you. Zero. And then, you know, you win. But who wins this? I tell you, Kenny 
Omega, who will go on to WrestleMania, which we will do the ultimate WrestleMania card. And I'm going to pencil Kenny in, because we're going to come back to this. Kenny would be in the match. Roman. Cesaro. I hope he never sees this show. And MJF. Hopefully these guys keep the titles going into Mania. Now, for the Women's Rumble, which is the main event. Same rule. So, from the AEW side, I have Athena. Um, Jay Cardio. Ruby Soho, Sarah D, C, uh, Serena D, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, uh, Paige, MJF, and Penelope Ford with, um, I can't think of her name, um, Shai, uh, I can't think of her name right now, um, she comes out with the Kendall stick, anyway, um, she comes out, oh no, um, I'm, 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 oh, I'm blanking, 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 I can't think of her name right now, uh, forget her, I had a better choice, I have a much better choice, let's do the women one more time, I had a much better choice, oh, and the rules of this, the reason why I picked who I picked, because you couldn't be hurt, uh, Nia Rose, that's it, Nia Rose, that's who I wanted, I knew there was a reason why I went with that. All right, now, from the WWE side of things, you would have um, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Candice LeRae, Eo Sky, Mia Yim, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez. All right, you still with me so far? And then I needed a fourth, and I didn't get time. I don't want to give it to Liv Morgan. I do, but I don't. Right? I don't want to give it to Liv Morgan. I kind of think you got to give it to Ronda Rousey. Now, in this concept, there will be a championship, a triple threat. No, I put Athena in it already. Crap. So, it's going to be a triple threat with for the AEW Women's Championship and the... Oh, no, it's a Fatal 4 Yeah. The AEW Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, that's mad and confusing. Let's just do, yeah, let's do that. Let's do the, let's, let's do, yeah, let's do that. Which, yeah, let's do that. So, who's the fatal, who, 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 we don't care who starts. But, the final four comes down to, I like, Serena D, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and of course, of course, Jay Cargill, not Britt Baker, Jay Cargill, who does not win the Rumble, but you got to go with the star and you go with Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch finds herself at Mania. You got Becky versus um, Bianca and who's the champion in AEW? I can't remember her name. Thank God, I can't remember her name. I'm tired. <laughs> what is her name? Uh, Jamie Hager. Yeah. And you make that a triple threat. And then Athena goes, wait a minute, but I'm the AEW Women's Champion. And then Athena finds herself back into the main event. But something tells me going into Mania, she probably won't have the belt that long. I'm just saying. So, 
the winner of the men's rumble, excuse me, <clears throat> the winner of the men's rumble, Kenny, by God, Omega, and the women of the the winner of the women's rumble is Becky Lynch, or yeah, Becky Lynch. Let's do that. And then when we preview WrestleMania, I'll come back to that. So I like doing these segments because it helps me wind down. Because I'm tired. Well, <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. Uh, appreciate you. You can uh, listen to new episodes of Downright Sports Wednesdays on DJ Chase Radio. Uh, show airs uh, weekdays from 12 to 1. WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio. You can listen Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on DynastyRadioNY.com. Saturdays at 6 p.m. at Trap Radar Radio. And 10 a.m. Sundays at She Real Radio. Download the podcast anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. New episodes air, uh, drop, excuse me, new episodes drop every Wednesday at 12 p.m. You can follow Downright Sports on its social media platforms, Facebook.com slash Downright Sports, TikTok, Instagram. And YouTube.com slash Downright Sports. We are certified there now. I appreciate you guys. It's been a lot of fun. We'll not see you next week. Taking a week off, but they are back for the big Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Spectacular, 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 spectacular. Have fun, everybody. Deuces.